All right, so the last couple of um, constellations we're looking at that tell the story of Jesus. Now, there is one that you know is Gemini. It's actually, Thaumen means uh, joined together. That's actually got some more guttural sounds in it there, but in Hebrew, it means joined together, and it looks like two people attached. It's actually pretty easy to see in the spring sky. One star in the left figure means wounded or bruised, so that's one aspect of Jesus. A star in the right figure means to trample underfoot and tread down another star means appointed so what is that about with these two well it's actually really one because the messiah was to come twice right so you have two two appearances in that sense the first time to labor to be wounded and bruised but then to fight and vanquish his enemies the victors in ancient conquest would often put their foot on their enemies to show their victory so you get both of these aspects in isaiah but he's wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for iniquities the chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed and then isaiah 22 the other aspect the lord the lord almighty has a day of tumult and trampling and terror in the valley of vision so two last constellations that are part of the 12 and the one is ash in hebrew that means butterfly it's called cancer in the greek and roman ones in other cultures, it was a, a scarbius beetle, a crab, or a crayfish. But in each case, just like a butterfly, the creature rose to new life out of its old shell. So, you remember Job 19? Friend, know that my Redeemer lives, and he shall stand at last on the earth after my skin is destroyed. This I know, that in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another. And what's uh, fascinating about this is... If you continue to read in Job, you have this conversation between God and Job asking him, and it, it just adds a little irony because he's a, this particular um, constellation is associated with this large cluster of stars and was the constellation that God asked Job about if he could direct this with his sons. And so it's uh, kind of ironic that he uses that his quote of great confidence. And, of course, the last. We start with Bethula the virgin, but we end with a lion. The brightest star, now it's Ariel, the lion. We know it is Leo, probably. The brightest star is Regulus, and still called that. Literally means to tread underfoot, because kings did this to their enemies. The second brightest star means the coming judge. The next brightest star is El Gabor, which means the mighty God or mighty man. Now, you'll read that in Isaiah 9. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, El Gabor. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And what's amazing to think is that you look up at the stars every night and you're looking at El Gabor going overhead. Ariel is treading underfoot the constellation of a fleeing serpent whose brightest star is Alphard, the accused one. When that happens, other constellations nearby this Leo, which is also right by Bethula, the virgin, include a crow and other birds which feed on the flesh of fallen armies from what we know the great battle will be, Armageddon. And there's a constellation called Crater, which is a cup, and it's used to pour out God's wrath. So the story of the gospel that goes back from the beginning tells, tells just an amazing story, and it takes an entire year to see, just because the sun is in the sky, where half of them are, and each month one goes over, so it takes that amount of time so in order to see each constellation they each get a full month's focus so you you really get to think through and process through the story starts obviously with a virgin giving birth to a king multiple focuses on an atonement sacrifice on an altar there's a resurrection the crushing underfoot of one who's against the lamb
lamb, the victorious conqueror on a horse, the gathering of a church, the pouring out of the Spirit of God. The story ends with the victorious Lion of Judah, the mighty God-man, the coming judge who will forever tread underfoot the enemy. And, and that's kind of kind of lead in nicely with as we begin to talk about the Magi, because that's how they knew when they were looking and when certain stars gathered together, because they were from Judah, and they knew the Lion of Judah. So let me just give you one last one, because I think it's an interesting one, not above part of the 12, but it's Lyra the Harp. The brightest star in there, still on the star charts, is Vega, and it means fallen star, which refers to Lucifer being cast out of heaven to become God's adversary, Satan. The word Lucifer literally means light carrier. In Babylon astronomy, Vega was identified with the messenger of light. The second brightest star in this one is called Sheliach, which derived from an ancient name for a harp. And if you read Ezekiel, the kind of the story of the falling of Satan, of Lucifer, it describes Lucifer as having something to do with music, which is probably why the constellation is a harp. And the star had some 40 names associated with all these connotations. And in my notes, which will be up on the uh, blog in just a little bit, in a couple hours, there's also some connections to some other, if you want to do some more studying on the gospel and the stars, how you can do that. How much of that uh, do I need to know for the test? All of it. Okay. If you didn't memorize it, you are in such yeah. trouble. Yeah. And Professor Ray Haynes uh, <laughs> today uh, giving us a, a doctoral level instruction. And uh, we've got, what, another hour or so to go? Yes. Well, you know, now we're, we've passed the stars, but, you know, they're, they're pretty connected because the first story we find in the Bible is with Jesus in the New Testament is Jesus being born, and mm. he has guests. He has the ah. Magi, and how do they find him? They're following the stars, and they know the gospel story because they heard it and they read it, but what stars did they see? When did they get there? That's important. We know that today, September 11th, would have been his birthday. I'll show you why we know that. And we'll kind of walk through that story with you. And we'll get to the, when the Magi arrive, which will actually get you to what we know as the day of Christmas. So we'll, we'll help you connect all the dots there.